What's wrong with you people? I'm serious. This is Not Another Baptist Podcast, a weekly podcast about what two pastors are learning in the trenches of church revitalization. This podcast is sponsored in part by our friends at the Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. Visit swibbits.edu to find out more about what God is doing on Seminary Hill. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Kyle, how are you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing well, man. It's been, been a little bit since we've seen each other face to face. I know that's been a on, blessing. On a chat. <laughs> it's certainly been a blessing, but it's good to see you today. And uh, and I know you're doing well, but uh, we don't need to uh, to discuss that at this moment because we have a special guest today uh, joining us named Sam Greer. And uh, Sam has become a good friend of mine over the past few uh, weeks and months as we got to meet one another in Nashville uh, after he was elected treasurer of the SBC Pastors Conference. And uh, and so we've gotten to share with one another about some of the pastors that we've uh, talked to and and, uh, and and fundraising ideas, all of that good stuff. But Sam has been a great encourager uh, to me. And, uh, and so Sam, as we get started, uh, you know, we, we know some of the, the, the ins and outs that you've obviously followed Jesus. You've got a, a wonderful wife and a family that you're a pastor and, uh, and we're going to be talking about your ministry gospel conversations. Uh, but why don't you just introduce for the rest of us listening in and share who you are about your family, your church, and uh, maybe just a little bit about what we'll be talking about today, uh, Gospel Conversations with Pastor Sam Greer. Take it over, Sam. Hey, thanks, Matt. I really appreciate this opportunity. Thanks, Kyle, as well. Um, it's a blessing to be with you guys. Uh, I, I will say that uh, our family uh, is made up of me and girls. So I've got three girls, um, Tanya, my wife, of course, Brady, is our 15-year-old, and Belle is our 12-year-old, and we have been in Chattanooga now for nine years. Uh, we lo- we uh, God called us here out of New Orleans, where I was attending New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary, and uh, got my master's there and finished my doctorate, and then he brought us to Chattanooga, and we have been here uh, since 2012, and it's been a, uh, wow, you know, coming into an established church that, that was founded in 1911, and just navigating through um, really a church that when I got here was kind of just stuck in about 1988, just a strong 1988 church. Uh, but man, the people were so generous in their giving. Uh, and we uh, really have uh, become a church that not only was known for giving, but also in going. And so this is a part of that, the whole ministry that we have now with Gospel Conversations, just a part of that aspect of going, you know, so it's been great here in Chattanooga, and we're just so blessed to serve um, God's people, man. Love the local church. I am passionate. I love pastors, and I love the local church. So God's so good. And, and I got to be introduced to you first during the NAM uh, SIN or NAM and IMB uh, conference that we had kind of in place of the pastor's conference when they brought you up and uh, shared the story of what uh, Red Bank uh, Baptist had done in, uh, in a ministry for uh, one of the area pastors, I can't remember if it was area or maybe in that state of a pastor that had developed 
uh, COVID and so forth. And, and uh, do you have a moment maybe to share a little bit about that for those that maybe weren't in uh, Nashville yeah. with us? Yeah, for, for Zach, Zach and Sarah Lloyd, uh, Zach pastors at East La Follette uh, Baptist Church in East uh, La Follette, Tennessee. And, you know, during 2020, uh, our church, again, just a sign of their just generosity, gave three times uh, to benevolence what they had in previous years. And so we helped a ton of people in our community, uh, but we just, I felt compelled uh, to uh, help a, a a pastor again love pastor love churches in tennessee that maybe have been affected by covid and then our state executive director randy davis connected me with zach and sarah really with sarah first because zach was still in the hospital and heard his story about double lung transplant and 37 years old no pre-existing conditions and covid just i mean it just ravaged his body so he's uh uh, he's doing better. He's he's certainly improving, not in the hospital anymore. And so we just had an opportunity to bless them through our benevolence giving. And we had a certain amount of money in mind. And we thought about, talked to his dad and see a need that they might have. And so we landed on uh, paying nine months of their mortgage uh, through that benevolent offering and gift. And man, it just... Um, one act of generosity and God continues to use it. And I just keep hearing more testimonies about the Lloyds and it's just a man, just a true blessing. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's fantastic. Um, now we, we, as Matt mentioned at the beginning, you also, um, have kind of an evangelistic ministry with, uh, gospel conversations. And so tell us a little bit about, about that and how that developed and, and then Ooh. kind of some of the tools that you have. <laughs> well, can, can I tell you a story? Yes, <laughs> this is uh, uh, you know, growing up, um, I had a stuttering problem. I, you know, the last class I took in in college was public speaking because that's not what I ever wanted to do. And then God <laughs> calls me to do that very thing. I mean, isn't that how He works? So, yeah. I was pastoring, and you know, share. I was evangelistic professionally. I, we could say that I was sharing the gospel from the pulpit every opportunity I had. You know, and. Uh, funerals, weddings, visitation, you know, pastoral visits, whatever. A any opportunity I had, of course, counseling and whatnot was share the gospel. But what I was not doing was sharing it personally with my neighbors, with uh, parents of my kids, friends, and those kind of things. So I, after I finished the doctor, after I finished my, my doctorate, um, I was just ready to do something different. So I decided to start jogging. I don't know why, but I decided I'm, I'm going to run a 5K. And then I said, I'll run a half marathon. Then I'll run a marathon. So as I was training, this was 2015. And as I was training in 2015, uh, one particular run, I'll never forget. Uh, it was a short run at my mother-in-law's house out to the main highway and back. And as I was running back, this SUV crested over the top of this hill. And the SUV saw me, I saw the SUV, and it began to slow down and move over to my side of the road. And the window rolled down, and this is Mississippi, uh, humid, hot summer day. <laughs> and so as that window went down, that cool conditioned air just brushed over my face, kind of like sticking your head in the freezer after cutting the grass or something. So mm -hmm. when that happened, this arm came out of the back of this uh, SUV, and in the hand of that arm was a, was a Mountain Dew. And you could tell that Mountain Dew had come out of an ice cooler because there were just droplets of ice cascading down the side of that bottle. And man, I grabbed that thing like we practiced it in a, in a, on a relay uh, hundreds of times. 
And if you looked at me, you could tell I was trying to run. I, I was wearing earbuds. I was wearing running shoes, running shorts, running. I was wearing a painful expression on my face. I was panting for oxygen and thirsty. And man, I looked at that lady and I grabbed that bottle and I said, thank you. And I meant every word of it. Thank you. And then she looked back at me and the lady in the front yelled, wait, stop. So I stopped, the SUV stopped. And this little lady in the back seat that handed me that drink, she looked at me, this is what she said. Can you open this bottle for me? And man, I tell you what, I opened it and handed it back to her. And I'm thinking, who does that? Who stops somebody from exercising and says, hey, can you open this for me? And I, I was starting to have a pity party. I was kicking rocks and just frustrated. And, and then the Holy Spirit, not, not audibly, louder than audibly, just impressed on my spirit this question. How many times have you had the opportunity to share the living water with people who are dying of thirst and you kept it to yourself? And I mean, right there, guys, I'm telling you, I, the only thing I could do was repent of not being personally evangelistic. I had to repent of not taking personal evangelism personally. And at that moment, um, I said, Lord, from now on, I'm, I'm going to be intentional. I'm, it may not be very effective, but Lord, I'm going to be intentional. And from that moment, I just started... Um, I'm an introvert by nature. I don't, conversations don't come easy for me. So I have to work at it. So this has been a real passion of mine to just help people, help churches, help pastors develop a culture of having gospel conversations. Uh, so that's, uh, that's where, that's where it started. Um, and so uh, it began there and, and I shared that with the church and you know, an, a vision of, hey, um, you can do this. Uh, we're all called to have these conversations with uh, the people we already know. So start there. And of course, the church had seen, you know, similar things happen with vision. And, you know, they just thought, well, you know, this is just another one of those things. It'll go away in a month or six months or a year. Well, here we are, 2021, and it, it hadn't gone away. So they've really bought in and the culture's just begin to shift and just a real passion of ours. We get excited about it. I, I like your story a lot better than mine because I became a personal evangelist because I didn't want to fail Dr. Matt Queen's class. And so, <laughs> so I was, I was enrolled in contemporary evangelism. And, uh, and so I, that was my very first class at Southwestern. And I was maybe similar to you a little bit where I would, uh, the best way to describe it is I would accept opportunities to share the gospel. Of course, in my sermons, I was going to have the gospel, all that kind of stuff. And if somebody asked me, uh, you know, what are you reading? Or if I was out studying at Starbucks or something, I would, I would share the gospel then. But I never looked really for those opportunities to say, you know, Sam, has anybody told you today God, you know, loves you or, or something along those lines? And, uh, and so then I got in that class and I wanted to pass. So I had to do that. And so, but God did use that in a similar way then at your point, uh, as you shared, uh, to get me more passionate about soul winning as I went. And uh, so grateful for how the spirit used that, uh, that cold drink, uh, even though kind of dashed hopes that it came with uh, to, to get you uh, out and a little more comfortable 
sharing the good news. So thanks so for who, sharing, brother. Who, who, did, who did you have for evangelism? Dr. Queen. Oh, man. I know. I still don't know how it passed. So <laughs> I think he just felt I bad had, for me. Uh, in seminary, I had uh, Dr. David Platt for that class hmm. when just before he left the seminary, man. Uh, he he was he was pretty rough on us too. <laughs> <laughs> well, as we uh, as we dive in, speaking of uh, college and seminary, this summer Southwestern Seminary announced a new name and vision for their undergraduate college. Scarborough College is now Texas Baptist College. TBC exists to glorify God by providing trustworthy Christian higher education for more faithful kingdom service. Wherever God calls you. Even if you're out on a run in human Mississippi, uh, you can get the Christ-centered, scripture-driven, and student-focused education you need at Texas Baptist College. Visit texasbaptist.com to learn more. Sam, uh, speaking of some something that's new is your Twitter account is a little new to me, and, uh, and you are very good at um convicting me at all times during the day with these tweets that come out and uh, one one of them in particular that i had pulled up me myself and i are the three biggest threats to marriage marriage is not about me uh part of the the ministry that you have and and we keep saying we'll get to it we we will get to the uh the gospel uh conversations uh evangelism side but you're also writing uh for for marriage and finances and some of that uh, and I've seen some of that through the tweets and so forth. Why, why don't you share maybe how God has placed that on, on the heart of you and, and your, your wife to help strengthen marriage and finances among Christians? Yeah, hey, I, I would really appreciate uh, you and Kyle and all your subscribers, man. If, if you would just pray for my wife, Tanya, and I. We, we've been married 20 years, and, and we're writing a, a book right now called Gospel Conversational Marriage. So uh, I've... Uh, it, it's really um, it, the idea is engaging your spouse in everyday life uh, with any and every topic. So uh, we are, we just finished chapter five on finances and we're today I'm moving into chapter six so, and we're calling them conversations rather than chapters. So there's probably be 10 of them and we're working to finish by the end of July. Uh, and so, uh, you know, we're excited about that. We, we want to uh, help people um because I tell you, I'm convinced, I'm convinced that all the issues that we see from human trafficking, racial reconciliation, women's roles in ministry, uh, abortion, fostering, all of these issues, I'm convinced they're all serious. Yes, they're all important. Absolutely. But man, uh, I'm convinced that the source is just the decline in uh, marriage and we just want to help people uh, be able to talk to one another about um, all these different topics from finances to communication to conflict to all those different issues. So uh, we may need marriage counseling when we get done with this book. I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's been a blessing. Yeah, that's great. As, as Matt and I can can attest, you probably will need some form of counseling when you're done writing the book together. <laughs> yeah. um, well, well, Sam, tell us a little bit about uh, about the app and and your website, and then especially the the stickers with this picture of a tree that that you guys developed because that is that is really um, a pretty powerful image. Yeah, it is. We, uh, our student pastor came 
to me um, a couple years ago and said, hey, I would like to have uh, one image that our students could use on a water bottle, on a computer, on their phone, uh, you know, to help to help start conversations. And one image that kind of captures the whole gospel. And so they got to work on it. And this was probably image number 400. <laughs> but this one really came together. And, and when I looked at it, I said, wow, man, you can really share the gospel with this with this one tree. So we call it our family tree. Uh, and one way we think about using it is, uh, you know, putting it on devices or whatever you have, and people may see it and ask. But even if they don't, a good question is, hey, tell me about your family. In what way can I pray for your family? Uh, and really start a conversation just about family, because everybody has somebody they call family. Uh, certainly, it may not be a biological family. It may be a broken family. Uh, but everybody has somebody that they consider to be family. So that's a great uh, connection starting point. And so we, we do have an app that kind of walks you through the three different trees that are in that one tree. And there's the forbidden tree. We start there. We start with the first family. We start with Adam and Eve. I mean, what, what, what else you need to start with? And so we start with that family and we start with um, how they ignored God. And because of that, uh, they disobeyed him and they're it turned out that their family was a mess because of this, uh, what the Bible calls sin. And so we start there and we talk about, uh, we use first Peter two 24. Uh, he himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness by his wounds. You have been healed. So that's the scripture that kind of goes along with that image. And then we just walk through those three trees and we talk about, uh, the forbidden tree, the sin, the first tree God, uh, made and, and then we talk about God didn't want to leave us in our, in our, in our sins. So we made a second tree and that's the cross. And we talk about Jesus uh, dying for us, he himself bearing our sins on the tree. And if you'll notice in the image, there's three nails and a crown hanging on a limb, which is signifies uh, Jesus uh, was crucified, but he's not there anymore. They took him off the tree. They buried him. He's raised to life. He's not on the tree anymore. And then the third tree is the forever tree. Um, where there's green leaves and represents life. And we talk about how they can become a part of the family of God. And so it's, it's been a great tool. Uh, we had an opportunity this um, through COVID to do a food giveaway once a month and really twice a month at our church where cars would drive through and pick food up. And we use that tool uh, and through that food line where people are just driving through to get food uh, now we we had thousands of people come through, but we had 13 people trust Christ as their Savior in that line uh, using this tool. So, and our people love it, and uh, so it's just a, another tool among many that we, yeah. yeah, that we used. And and that's something we share a lot is you know really the the more the the merrier when it comes to maybe ways and strategies to to share the gospel. You know, there's going to be something that maybe. I'm very comfortable with, or Kyle's very comfortable with, and you are, and, and maybe our people are that aren't the same, uh, as long as we're getting out there and, and getting the message of the cross before people and calling them to repent and believe. And so certainly grateful for that. I'm one that was kind of raised on the faith evangelism uh, strategy and, uh, and still can kind of, it was just ingrained in us so well uh, that I could still walk through it pretty easily. And, uh, and then Dr. Queen is uh, a proponent of a few, but one of his, uh, his big kind of, uh, I guess, icebreakers is the whole, you know, has anybody told you today, God loves you and, 
Uh, he's also been sharing uh, how he lives for the day when he, he gets a yes. He still hasn't had a yes yet. And I said, but, 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 but here in Mayhill, they have. Because uh, there's been times where we'll go out to eat. And of course, as a pastor, you know, you're blocking up, you're turning things off or, or whatnot. So I don't get out as quick as everybody else. So I'll end up at the Mayhill Cafe and I'll, I'll start in on it. And the waitress will be like, yes, they just did twice. Yes. <laughs> so, so I'm like, yes, we're doing it. Uh, so whether it's the family tree, whether it's the three circles, whether it is the faith strategy at some point, you're knocking on a door, you're starting a conversation, you're, you know, you're going from maybe not knowing this person to you're stuck in an elevator with them and you have an opportunity, God impresses on you to share the gospel because we know as we go, we are to make disciples. So what is a, uh, maybe your go-to method of Sam and stranger to the gospel? Uh, what was kind of your go-to method for, for those that may be listening in? Yeah. What, one question that, um, I have found to be very effective. I used to ask, uh, can I pray for you? And that's just not very effective because they'll say yes or no. But if you say, in what way can I pray for you? Uh, and that, that's a question that I go to quite a bit. In what way can I pray for you? Man, the Holy Spirit will use that and they'll just open up. I mean, I've had them share with that simple question, um, bring people to tears. My marriage is falling apart or I'm six months sober. Could you pray for me? Or uh, my, my child has, you know, gone astray or just a host of other examples there in that one question, in what way can I pray for you? Uh, really, if you don't have a lot of time, I think that's a great question. Uh, and especially if it's a place where you frequent often, which I try to build that into my life to frequent the same places, and to um, make notes, not in the moment, but afterwards to make some kind of note, hey, Gary told me to pray for his mom or what, or I could pray for him and uh, in his work situation. And so when you go back, you can ask, hey, I've been praying for you. What's, can you give me an update of those kind of things? But in what way can, can you pray for me? Or in what way can I pray for you is a great question. Um, if you have more time, I love Dr. Moeller's question. It's a fantastic question. He, he, he asks, you know, he, there's a common question, what do you do for a living? Um, but then if you, if you have a captive audience on an airplane or something, um, what are you living for? Yeah, great question. I love that question too. And um, so th those are two that I've used. And if I don't have a lot of time, in what way can I pray for you? Or, hey, what, what are you living for? If you have more time. That's great. Well, um, uh, Sam, tell us just a little bit where, where folks can find your um, resources, especially the books that, that you've already got out. I know you mentioned you and wife for writing one, but you already have a, a two or three that you've already written. So, so tell us where we can find those and, and a little bit about those. Yeah, yeah. Um, GSPL, uh, which stands for gospel, gspl.conversations.com uh, is where you dot or org. org. I'm sorry. Yeah. Org. Sorry about that. It's where you can find that. Uh, the, there's three books that I've written. The first book I just wrote on, I called it The Gospel Conversation, just engaging uh, the lost in everyday life. Uh, the second book I wrote from the perspective, I took conversations Jesus had, about nine of them, and looked at how he 
talked to people and shared uh, truth with the gospel, you know, uh, truth with them. And uh, really the theme of that second book, which is called The Gospel Conversationalist, which Jesus is the ultimate gospel conversationalist, is how he spoke people's language. Like he didn't talk to the Samaritan woman about fish. <laughs> uh, he talked to her about water. Why? Because she was drawing water. I mean, he, he met people where they were and he spoke their language and how important that is for us as well. And then the third book I wrote for churches and pastors, and it's developing a culture of gospel conversation, which is called the gospel conversational church. And then this one we're working on now is for marriage. So we're excited about that. But yeah, gsplconversation.org is where you can find that and other resources as well. One of our most popular ones from that website is our journal through the word. Uh, you guys know this, if you love somebody or love something, you're going to talk about it. Uh, and so journal through the word is, is uh, the tool that we use to teach people how to study scripture, stay in the word. Uh, we do it um, 39 weeks out of the year, particularly as a church, we go in the fall and the spring, we start on uh, Labor Day, and we go through Memorial Day, uh, five days a week, they journal uh, through. We have one for New Testament, Old Testament. We have one for the Gospels. We have one for Psalms and Proverbs. And this next one coming out in, in September is going to be uh, just following Christ all through the Scripture from Old to New Testament. So that's that's called Journal Through the Word. That's a very popular resource as well. And, awesome. And then, then of course, oh, go ahead, Matt. I was going to say, well, mine's not very serious. So go ahead, Kyle. You might have oh, a serious question. Okay. Well, I was going to say, so, and then you also have the app, correct? Yeah. Uh, our family yes. tree, the yes. app. Um, and then yeah. I, I noticed on your website um, under resources, folks can go and order stickers of the tree as well. Yes. Um, I know you said that was kind of developed to be the conversation starter, you know, and slap it on the back of a laptop or something like that. So as you're sitting in a coffee shop, it, because uh, that is a, it's a pretty striking picture that I would imagine makes people go, Tell, tell me about that. That's, that's, that? that's different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to get a tattooed on my forehead. Uh, let that be a conversational uh, starter, but uh, draw I, attention I was, away from your ugly beard. Yes. That, that's true. That. <laughs> but, but as you were talking, I looked up uh, these, these books on uh, Amazon and uh, look uh, obviously very, very good. But what I noticed is that all of them are about six times as long as any book I've written to this point. So well done, uh, Dr. Greer, on, and, on that one. Because, and also, uh, I'll say, man, well done on the forwards, too. You have Steve Gaines, Kevin Ezell, and Johnny Hunt on the forwards. That, that's, that's some heavy hitters on the... Guys, and, look, I, I need, I need uh, somebody to write the foreword for um, this marriage one. And I'm, I'm, I mean, after Steve and Kevin and Johnny, I don't, I don't know where to go from here, man. <laughs> Nowhere to go but down. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, I would offer, but it's not going to help you any. So, uh, uh, but anyway, that that you can find on Amazon. We're going to put each of the uh, the links to those books in the show notes, and then we'll be sharing that on uh, social media. And so beyond uh, the gsplconversations.org uh, and the app that you can uh, link to from there and so forth, tell us where people can be connected to you online. Yes, you can connect with us at redbankbaptist.org. Uh, that's a great place to connect with us as a church and um, what we'd love to have you. Awesome. Redbankbaptist.org. 
Awesome. Well, Sam, thank you so much. It's been a joy getting to know you over the past few uh, weeks. We put out an update as we're recording today uh, on the one month anniversary of our election uh, and how we have uh, selected a number of the preachers and song leaders and and uh, a theme and so forth. But in the announcement, we didn't announce any of that stuff. And so Jonathan Howe, friend of the pod, and uh, one who is short and to the point, uh, said, thanks for the announcement that there is no announcement. And, uh, and so I just replied to him, thanks, mom, because that's the same kind of stuff I would get from her. Uh, but we will be on the 14th of every month uh, trying to send out something. Some of those will have uh, the, the various announcements that we would actually get to make. Uh, we're just a little too far out. Uh, to be able to share the theme and uh, and speakers and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, but right. pray that God doesn't send another pandemic so that we can see this thing happen in Anaheim. Uh, but look for those updates on the 14th of every month. So the next one will be August 14th. We'll share a little more uh, about how God is bringing together already to this point a number of uh, friends and just people we don't even know that have seen some of the stuff online and have sent in money uh, ranging from 100 bucks all the way up to 30000 uh, dollars. And, uh, and so you can certainly give to that and uh, make Sam's job a little easier on uh, raising money for this fun thing. So uh, sure. we're grateful for you, Sam. And, uh, and we encourage you to go to gsplconversations.org uh, right now. And, uh, but until then, Al, why don't you send us out? Yeah. Well, Matt, first of all, congratulations on making it to a month without being impeached. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. Um, that's, that's good. So hey, thanks for listening today, Sam. Thank you. And until next time, may your coffee be as black as night and as bold as the gospel you declare. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We want to connect with you on Facebook at Not Another Baptist Podcast or on Twitter at NAB underscore podcast or our website at notanotherbaptistpodcast.com. Until next week, we encourage you to check out csbible.com to learn about the Christian Standard Bible, our favorite translation for its blend of readability and accuracy. Have a great day and God bless. What's wrong with you people?